You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. NGX Energy, the market cap is about $125 million U.S. And then for Touchstone, it's about $491 million U.S. And they're comparable and they have roughly the same reserves as we have. And they're also gas producers. So, and we're at about, like you say, eight to $10 million US. So we should be in the rough same ballpark. I think for Trillion, we just have not got our message out, right? So I also like to say that our market cap, if you remove the oil, which is about four or $5 million, I can get more for the scrap metal on the offshore platforms and the facilities than what our market cap is worth. Thank you for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's show, you're going to be getting a company introduction and company profile interview to a company that I've been purchasing over the last month. I was introduced to Art Halloran. He is the president, CEO, and director. And we had a nice call about a month ago. And ever since then, I've been buying stock because I see the value and the virtues that you're going to learn about today in this interview. I see a lot of upside with this company. And even on a fundamental basis, I think it's uh, undervalued right now. So Art, welcome on to Mining Stock Education for the first time. Uh, You're in the energy business. The company is Trillion Energy. You're not a rookie to the business and you've already built a successful energy company up to a half a billion dollars market cap. So perhaps give us a little more background on yourself. Uh, What is your experience in the energy and tell us about your last successful company, please. Okay, well, thanks for the intro there, Bill. Um, I have about 40 years of uh, petroleum experience. I have a PhD in petroleum geology. I've gone from uh, juniors, majors to get a good background. And then probably the last um, 17, 20 years have been mainly on my own or uh, with startups worked in 27 different countries. And one of the the latest um, good success stories I have is uh, Canacol in Colombia, which um, in 2007, 2008, I formed with uh, three other Colombians. And currently right now it's valued at about um, half a billion dollars and it's the largest gas producer in Colombia. And then I have other successes in uh, Egypt, which was uh, Rally Energy and Scimitar, that one sold for $600 million. And then there's some other smaller um, success stories there. So I have a lot of good experience in being able to recognize undervalued assets. Your current main flagship asset is the SASB gas field uh, in the Black Sea, just off the coast of Turkey. And your current market cap, I should mention, also has been fluctuating between about nine and $12 million Canadian. But just on a fundamental basis, walk us through why the company is undervalued because of your flagship asset. Okay, um, we are a partner in the SESB offshore, um, the Black Sea. It has a value of about $608 million of infrastructure. So four platforms, gathering system, onshore facilities. And like I said, we own 49% of that. In about 2007, 2008, they drilled four gas pools from those um, platforms, and that's what we're producing out from. 
And those are the only four that they have um, have put on production. So it's from birth to almost the last end of the field's uh, life. We have four more identical gas pools that have been drilled, tested, and mapped, which I can say are identical to the four ones that we produced. And so we can just reach from the existing platforms and put those on production. And because we go from the existing platforms, we will um, drill complete in a couple of months. And then we put the gas on and within 45 days, we get our uh, revenue starting to come in through cash. In addition to those four pools, which we have a, a third party engineering report done on, we have six development uh, locations or pools, which are again, identical to the, the four that are produced and to the four that are discovered, but not produced. And with that together, just from the reserve reports and resource reports, give us a value of over uh, $200 million. That's US. And again, your market cap right now is Canadian between 10 and 12 million. So there's a disconnect there. And your half, you said you own 49%. So your half of the sunk costs is over US 300 million. And that's the platforms. That's the pipe at the bottom of the Black Sea. You have a processing facility and you already have an offtake agreement too, right? That's correct. Yeah. And it's all the gas we produce, they they will take it. And then so to put on these other fields, there's basically no additional facility cost or other um, infrastructure capex, which makes it uh, very, very um, lucrative for us. And the one thing that I, that I always forget to mention is that we actually have oil production on shore. We produce 155 barrels of oil per day, and that field alone is worth our company value, right? And what is your cash flow per year on that note? Um, for that one there, it's probably about $2 million a year. N- net cash flow? or That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, That's so our cash flow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So with um, putting this gas field back into production, there is one hurdle. And that perhaps is one of the reasons why you've had a lower market cap. You, you need US $20 million, don't you, in order to recommence production here? Uh, that's correct. So the real hurdle that occurred was when we got the field, the data for um, the gas fields was not up to par and kind of missing. And so to be able to get a uh, security exchange quality reserve report, we had to re- redo the seismic, like relook at it, remap it and so on. So that caused us a fair bit, uh, a good delay. And we had everything ready. We had investors lined up and that was February, 2020 and COVID came in. And so then, as you know, the petroleum industry kind of um, ducked its head and it took for a while while now for us to get things lined up. And so right now we have about um, $10 million of equity that um, the small uh, equity banks are willing to put into the company. But for us, the share value is too little. Like we're at 10 cents Canadian, and to put in $10 million uh, US in equity would not be fair to the shareholders that, um, that are already in it. But we are looking at a debt and part of that debt is we are talked to now two uh, drilling service companies and we're getting um, a complete package. So they will do the drilling, 
provide the consumables and all the other services so we can see the value of that. And because they know that our four fields that we are going to put on production are 100% there, um, we're in discussions that making a payment plan so that we don't have to come up with all the money up front, that some of the money will come out from uh, future revenue, which is kind of like a pseudo debt uh, financing or instrument, which then means we can take less, less equity. And at the same time, we've also been approached for a um, debt royalty type um, uh, uh, instrument. So that gives us a good choice of what we want to do. And the idea is to uh, use as little equity financing as possible. And how, how soon this year do you expect to be able to bring in the full 20 million in order to start that 45 day countdown to production and cash flow? Well, again, we could bring in 10 million tomorrow we don't want to, but I would say you're looking at probably a month to start bringing that money in. And then that means we would be spudding in August for the, the first well. Right. So cash flow this year. That's correct. And that 20 million is going to give us the $200 million value because not only we will drill the four proven pools and put them on production, we will then with our revenue continue to drill the six, um, development locations or pools. And at the same time, we have another uh, seven expiration that we'll keep um, de-risking. So um, what is the intrinsic value just based on the gas reserves that you know you have? Again, your, your share price is around 10 cents Canadian now, but what's the intrinsic value as you calculate it? It's about a buck and a quarter. And can you elaborate a little bit how you got to that conclusion? Uh, so that would be with the 2P reserves. So that's the reserve, the 100% sure. And then with them, the, um, we call them prospects, but they're not really prospects. They are actually development wells. And so they are um, faulted limbs of existing pools. And they have they have a about a 90 to 80% um, you know, chance type thing. And with that um, risk, so we risk it with that, That'll be $83 million. The 2P is $74 million. And then with our share float, that gives us about a one, you know, a buck and a quarter value for the shares. Art, so one of the most compelling uh, points when we originally talked, you pointed out two comparable companies and their market cap relative to your uh, $10 million US market cap currently. Can you talk a little bit about these two companies and why you see yourself trending towards their market cap? Um, well, for um, NGX Energy, the market cap is about $125 million uh, US. And then for Touchstone, it's about $491 million US. And they're comparable and they have roughly the same reserves as we have. And they're also gas producers. So, and we're at about, like you say, eight to $10 million US. So we should be in the rough same ballpark. And they went up significantly over the last year, I think we should point out too, right? Their re-rating occurred over the last 12 months. That's correct. And I think for Trillium, we just have not got our message out, right? So I also like to say that our market cap, if you remove the oil, which is about 4 or $5 million, I can get more for the scrap metal on the offshore platforms and the facilities than what our market cap is worth, right? 
And the other thing about Trillian is that if you can, uh, what I always tell everybody, like I'm a geologist, but I don't mention geology in this because I don't have to complicate it with anything other than if you can think of cars. So we have um, what is it, six and four. We have 14 cars. They're identical. We've driven four cars, cars, right? We bought them. We have driven them from the beginning to the wrecking yard. We have another 10 cars identical that we have parked in the garage. And that is what we have. We have four proven drilled pools are not produced. Six more um, development pools that are identical to the four that we've already done. So there is no mystery, right? And just to put things in perspective again, because this is what sold me on the company in 2022, if you're successful with this plan, what will your free cash flow be? So our free cash flow will be between 1.2 to $1.8 million per month, right? And that's why when we talk about we be, the rig companies and so on are actually looking at us to say, okay, they don't mind if we make payments after the project is uh, finished drilling. And then in two years, if you're if you're successful and you build out your cash flow, I understand is even going to increase beyond that. I always talk about the reserves first, and then we have the the, the prospects like the development locations. But there are other ones that we're working on. That's about another seven, and so we will never. When you look at our, our presentation, we have the tail going down. Well, we're not going to have that steep of a decline because there are additional prospects. Um, that are there. And then getting back to um, the new discovery that they have, like so TPAO, the uh, Turkish government, has made uh, one of the largest discoveries in Europe in the last 30 years, and that's north of our uh, block, and it's like 14 TCF. What that tells us is that there is a lot more gas being generated in the source rocks and migrating into traps. And so our block now, we're looking not only for the pools, you know, the, like I say, the, the cars that we have already defined, we are looking at uh, deeper potential. And we're also looking at the similar type cars around our block, which are contiguous because nobody can compete with us. And we're looking now at um, larger, um, more, um, I'd say blue sky, but they're a lot larger, bigger hitting gas um, targets that are not necessarily on our block, but nobody could compete with us because we have the infrastructure. But we are now looking at them with the fact that there's a lot more gas being generated in the Black Sea than what was thought before. And we are the only public company that is producing in the Black Sea on the Turkish uh, side. One of the first objections I had for you or questions when we first spoke was the fact that the jurisdiction is Turkey. Uh, could you share with my listeners why you think that could actually be an asset, not a risk? So uh, our royalty is 12 and a half percent and corporate taxes is 22 percent. We won't be paying corporate taxes for a while because of uh, the amount of investment that we have. And for the 12 and a half percent royalty, um, that's that's a really good, a really good uh, fiscal regime, right? And we've been producing there since 2007. We've never had an issue. 
we've always got our money and um, the royalty has never changed. And relative to North America, you actually make more money for your product too. Yeah, that's correct. So we're getting six to $7 an MCF. And it's been like that for um, probably six, seven years. And it's projected to be roughly the same in the future. And the reason is they import 99% of their gas. And we are, we are a domestic producer. So we get the same price as what they pay for their gas they bring in. And the fact that your JV partner, which owns 51% of the project, is a, a state-owned company, that's actually a security feature for this project too, isn't it? Yeah, it is because it gives us um, a scale that we could never actually, you know, have because you have this huge company. And so we get services. Nobody is going to make an issue with the, the gas contract because the people who buy the gas must buy it also from the government. And so things are pretty, pretty stable. They also look to us to operate and drill the offshore because um, our staff in Turkey are the only ones that have the expertise for in this depth water in the offshore, um, uh, the Black Sea there. And the thing that also people don't realize is we, like we have four, four platforms, four production platforms offshore with all the gas facilities and everything. You currently trade on the CSC in Canada and on the OTC here in the States. Is there any plans as you bring this into production and you really start to generate cash flow? Is there any plans to upgrade possibly what exchange you trade on? Yeah, we, we're actually looking at the London exchange, right? So as at, we see ourselves as a, a low risk or de-risk gas producer, because that's a good niche now to be in that in Turkey and so on, because they need the gas. And so, but we, we'd like to grow in Turkey. And also there's other opportunities in um, some of the Eastern European countries. And London has more of an investment appetite for, for those areas. What about your share structure? Talk to us about the current share structure of the company, please. Let's see, probably about six to 10% is owned by insiders. And the rest are, you know, out, out in the public there, right? And also for, for myself, I've been involved in the project now for almost four years, and I have not sold uh, one share. I've, I've hung on to them all the time because I see that there's a good, a good upside value in this. And the reason, again, when you talk about Canacol or when you talk about um, Rally Energy and Scimitar in Egypt, and now you talk about trillion, what attracted me to trillion was the asset, right? And the asset, it's always there. It's very, very good asset. And so I'm going to hang on to my shares until I get the, the shares up to the value it should be. Excellent. Well, thank you, Art, for this overview. To learn more about the company, go to trillionenergy.com. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, you can also reach out to Art with an email or a call. That information will also be in the show notes. And the ticker symbol in Toronto is TCF and it's TCFF on the OTC. And Art, doesn't the company also trade in Frankfurt right now? Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, well, we will be following up with you, Art, um, as your new show sponsor, so we'll be talking to you again. Okay, thank you very much for this opportunity.
Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks concomitant with that if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too i just started to study up on mining stocks and i just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly the mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.